Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Today, we're diving into a touching and often overlooked topic, the importance of fulfilling dreams at any age of life, especially as a senior citizen. My conversation today will bring to light the essential aspect of hope, joy, and the enduring strength of the human spirit, regardless of age. Often, our society is captivated by the heartfelt efforts of granting wishes to children, which is obviously a beautiful cause that brings immeasurable happiness to young lives facing adversity. But there's another demographic that's also deserving of joy, whose dreams may have been deferred, sometimes indefinitely. Those are our seniors, many of whom have sacrificed their dreams to support their families, or have simply navigated through life without the opportunity to see their deepest wishes come to fruition. So joining me today are Katie and Kara from We Are Young, a pioneering Canadian charity granting wishes to seniors. Their work not only brings joy to the elderly, but also challenges societal views on aging, promoting a culture of respect and intergenerational connection. In this episode, we'll explore the impact of their mission on seniors and the wider community. They'll share stories that highlight the joy and transformation brought about by realizing these long-held dreams. We'll also discuss the inspirations behind We Are Young and the joy of seeing seniors achieve their dreams and the broader societal implications of their work. I love this conversation. I think you will too. Let's get to the interview. Hi, Katie. Hey, Kara. Welcome to the show. Thanks, you, Mike. Thanks for having us. I'm really glad you guys could make it today. I think this is such a great topic. This is such an interesting thing because I was involved with Make-A-Wish Foundation for children for years. And of course, we want to make sure that all these kids get to fulfill their dreams. But there's a lot of older people in the world that have gone through their life and they've sacrificed a lot and they haven't had a chance to fulfill some of their dreams. Maybe you guys could give me a bit of a background on yourselves before we dig right into this interesting topic. Well, my name is Katie. I am 31 years old from Halifax, Nova Scotia. And prior to pursuing We Are Young, I was studying at Dalhousie University and I have an undergrad degree in rain biology and sustainability. Right on. And what about you, Kara? I was born and raised in Cape Breton and I call that the other Newfoundland, I think. And I uh, did a Bachelor of Science in Human Nutrition at St. Evex. I went to Halifax and studied gerontology at Mount St. Vincent. And that's where I connected with Katie. And, and, and now here we are over eight and a half years later and it's pretty neat. That's fantastic. And gerontology is a, a topic that's we're obviously talking a lot about on this radio show because obviously we have the oldest province in the country and it's really important as we age that we maintain that quality of life. I recently got back from Costa Rica where I was in the blue zone with some of the oldest people in the world. So I want to talk a little bit today. How do we help people when they get older? And that's exactly what you guys are doing. Why don't you guys tell me about what We Are Young is? So We Are Young, or WAY as it's often referred to, is a registered Canadian charity that grants unfulfilled wishes to seniors. Now, the idea came about, like I said, eight and a half years ago. It stemmed from a small act of kindness for a senior and that realization that many seniors have unfulfilled dreams and wishes that they put on the back burner for those who came after them. They catered to the generations that have come after and it was through granting wishes that we aim to encourage respect for and appreciation of seniors and raise social awareness around the inequalities they face. It's encouraging generations to, to reconnect and, and include and, and welcome seniors back into 
into their communities because they are often forgotten about. And that's when we see that loneliness and isolation and that reconnection is so important. Having the conversation is so important to have because they're often called the forgotten generation. And, and that's a, it's a shame. It really is. So we're trying to change that narrative and, and that societal perception of aging. And when it comes down to it, it's about those conversations, starting that conversation, talk to your neighbor, your grandparent, your aunt, your uncle, and and find out a little bit more about them, about your life. That's where you you came from. It's important to really have those conversations before it's too late. Yeah, and that's true. And it's a forgotten generation in our society, but I've been traveling around the world and in other cultures, that's not the forgotten society. It's the respected society. Okinawa, where longevity is there, they're all, they have multi-generational households. In most parts of the world, it's very common to spend your entire life with your family and living in the same place, which is a very big change. And I didn't realize just how common that is everywhere else but the West. Katie, maybe you could tell me a little bit of why you guys were motivated to establish this. I mean, obviously you care, but is there a personal reason why it really stuck out to you guys to create this program? Yeah. And and Mike, before I answer that question, I think it's really interesting and great timing that you mentioned how a lot of people in different parts of the world do have that intergenerational connection and livelihood. I am in Italy right now and I'm at a homestead where it is a farm and it is the parents, the grandparents, um, even other extended family and their grandchildren are all under one roof. And yeah, it's very inspiring to see that that still exists in society and us Canadians and North American generally, I think definitely have a lot to learn from it. But as it relates to that question, the motivation behind it and care touched on this, but I was studying marine biology at Dalhousie. I never really was studying gerontology and, and kind of having the background that Kara did. But one thing that connected me to seniors since I was a, a kid was my grandparents. You know, they were fortunate enough to live into their mid nineties and very fortunate to have that family support. They had a revolving door of friends and family who were consistently coming in and visiting them. Like you would drive by their house and there'd be cars in the driveway. And so as you're growing up, you only know what you know. And so what I knew was the perception that seniors were cared for and supported the way that my grandparents were. And it wasn't until I was in my last year of university, there was this huge Facebook challenge going on and it was just to pay it forward. It could be paying for the person behind you in the Tim Hortons line. It could be anything. It was just go out there and do something good for someone. And life would have it that I had just met this senior who I saw doing acts of kindness for so many people in our community. She was feeding the homeless. She was just a bubbly spirit. And um, I thought, you know what? I would, one, I'd love to get to know this woman better because she just had this energy about her. But two, this act of kindness fell at such a, a great moment in time that it presented the opportunity to say, hey, I'm gonna acknowledge this woman and do something nice for her for a change. And just through that encounter in general, I just learned about her hardships, her personal sacrifices. But most importantly, that day that we spent together, I learned that it was the first time in years that someone made a day about her. Mm. And this is when my perception or what I thought was my perception was not actually reality. And I've lived a very privileged life. I'm very goal oriented. I think life is meant to be lived and to kind of take it step back from that experience and 
kind of ponder, this is a generation who made so many sacrifices and pushed aside their needs and aspirations to never really get out of life what they wanted. And I couldn't picture myself being in my 70s, 80s and 90s, not going after goals and dreams and opportunities that we have today. So there is a wonderful organization out there for children who who fulfilled their wishes, but one didn't really exist in Canada. And so the idea of We Are Young stemmed from that moment and life would have it that you meet people in the most unexpected ways. And this idea was brewing and I happened to meet Kara in the back of a restaurant. She was also finishing her university degree and uh, I just simply asked her what she wanted to do with her life. And her response was, I, I just want to help people and I have a huge soft spot and experience working with seniors and immediately like, you know, you know, the moment where you're like, okay, did we just become best friends? Um, yeah. So it, it kind of took from there. And I don't know if you've been to Nova Scotia, I'm assuming you have. Oh yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Um, but we have some pretty incredible people who are very passionate about seniors and we just invited that energy and passion, had no idea what we were really doing uh-huh. at the beginning, but these incredible people really were our pillar and our foundation to move the organization forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, sometimes it's good not to know what you're getting into because you might not do it. But the the nice thing is you guys have done it. You guys have been around for over eight years, you said? Yeah, going on nine. Going on nine years. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's so interesting because we have such an individualistic society now, but the generation that came before us wasn't so much that way, which is why they didn't fulfill a lot of their dreams because they were taking care of everybody else. I think it's such a great thing to take care of that group of people that may, you know, may not ever have those opportunities that you guys, when you think about granting wishes, it's not just about granting a wish and being done with it. Like it does so much more for people to achieve this, especially later on in life. Why is that mission so important for you guys? Yeah. Every wish that comes through our door is so unique and it brings with it a family of people. You get to know every wish recipient, their family. And when that wish takes place. We put our heart and soul into making sure that that wish comes to fruition and and goes above and beyond those expectations. But it's that trickle down effect when a month later, their loved one is still reaching out to you to say, you have no idea what that did for my grandfather or my grandmother or my mom. You know, they're still talking about it. It reignited a passion in them to paint again. to get out and visit their friends. You know, we talk about that loneliness and isolation before. We have seen what these wishes can do in breaking down those barriers where where they may have felt before that they couldn't achieve them. And for us, we might think, oh, that's, that's a simple wish. That's, you know, they wanted to go up in a helicopter. But no, that's something they always wanted to do. They wanted to see their homestead. They wanted to see where they picked blueberries when they were a little girl and their mom went pick pies and they want to see if it's still as big as it was when they were down there as small children picking those blueberries. There's so much more behind that. It it brings up those passions from the past and those experiences and those memories that may have forgotten, forgotten, or they hadn't thought about in a while. And now they got to relive this, they get to go to this place that they wanted to for so long. And it, it reignites 
this energy in them and we see it time and time again. They've become grandparents to us. We know their family has become parts of ours and we understand that these wishes truly do make a significant impact and and on their family as well. You know, we talked before about that communication and, and having those conversations. But when they get to see their mother, father, aunt, uncle light up again and have that spark for life again, it does something that you can't really understand until you see it. You know, you pop in and watch some of our wish videos. You get to see that moment where you see a 93-year-old woman jumping out of a plane Mm -hmm. and that I finally did it. And it's it really is so incredible to see because when you start those interviews at the beginning stages of granting a wish and you under, start to understand who they are and why this is so meaningful and then to see them on the other side mm. it's 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 incredible it yeah. really and truly is and then you hear months and months later how much it impacted them and they picked up their paintbrush and they moved their art gallery back into their front room it's like you know that's what we're trying to do at any age, you know, you can still live, you can still do the things that you always wanted to do. It's just there's something that that spark needs to happen again. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a cultural aspect to it. I think that there is a perception that you can't do things or you're limited as you get older, but that's really nice that you guys are breaking all that down. So we're talking about the wishes. You talked a big variety there. You talked about simple things like going back to an old homestead to jumping out of a plane. Katie, maybe you could tell me how do you guys grant wishes? How do people go through the process and apply that? How does it all work? Yeah. And, and I think it's really important. There's amazing resources out there for seniors, but I think What's so uniquely different about We Are Young is we're granting wishes in a way that sometimes people need to believe it before they see it. And the more that we can showcase what seniors are up to, it's pretty profound to, to, to Kara's point, break down that perception that society has been putting on seniors for so long and i just think we're hitting such a unique opportunity here with that and not only just impacting the senior that we're granting a wish to the community but Karen and i have received messages from other seniors who said i never thought of myself of being able to fulfill wishes anymore until i saw someone who looked like me doing it mm-hmm. i think that's a really important message to share too but as it relates to the wishes that we grant and how that process works our wishes come in all shapes and forms like Kara mentioned they all come with different meanings behind it but if we were to kind of categorize the, the types of wishes we grant there's really three trends that we see we always grant experience-based wishes so that's uh that's really important to mention we we don't we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to buy you a Ferrari or um, take care of bills and, and that sort of thing. But we provide experiences, and they come in fulfilling a lifelong dream. So something that you've always wished for, whether it's to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because you watched it on TV since you were five, or even watching the Blue Jays since they started and never actually got to go to a live ball game, oh. to reliving a passion or hobby there's things in all of our lives that mean a lot to us and as we get older we have age-related barriers that are preventing us from being able to do those things obviously that's where weight comes in we break down those barriers to kind of create innovative ways for that senior to give back what's brought them so much joy so that could be 
uh, a gentleman who always worked with workhorses in his teen years. It was something he enjoyed. It was the happiest time of his life. And it had been, I would say, 50 years since he had stepped foot on that farm, 50 or 60 years. And he never thought he was going to get back to working with Clydesdale horses because how do you get in contact with Clydesdale horses? Um, right. And it was a matter of us making that connection. And then this gentleman being able to work with them, but not only that, he actually befriended the firm and now he's invited to go back whenever he wants. I love that. Um, yeah. Or a gentleman who always used to rock hound. It was a huge passion of his, but rock hounding sometimes you have to do some pretty intense physical checks. And as you get older, that can be more challenging. So it's a, it was a matter of us chartering a boat to get in there from shoreline. So reliving passions and hobbies is something else we do. And then the other one, which is really impactful, is reconnecting loved ones. We've had grandparents who have never seen their grandchildren before. Mm-hmm. So the meaning for some of our seniors to not just to be a name, but a face to their loved ones, just is so important. So those are really the three pillars. And and the the criteria in order to apply for a wish is that you have to be seven years of age, living within the regions that we support. So obviously anyone in Newfoundland listening, you are a region in which we are granting wishes for and the rest of the land to Canada, as well as Ontario. Um, It has to be experience-based wish. There has to be meaning behind it and there has to be a reason why the wish can't be fulfilled on its own. So that's kind of the the barrier of entry to submitting an application. And then it kind of just goes through a, a process. It gets evaluated by our wish committee. And then through that, it kind of gets assessed by three things, the, the financial means of the wish and the health of the senior and the wish itself, or someone asking us to go to the moon, or someone asking us <laughs> for a little bit less. Um, so those are kind of the the things that we heavily take into consideration. And you know, we're small charity, but we're mighty, and we're we do our best to grant as many wishes as often as we can. And all applications are typically submitted online through our website. Oh, that's incredible. So maybe we can do a couple things, uh, answer a couple simple questions here is that you guys mentioned the areas that you service. And then after that, maybe tell me how many wishes you guys have fulfilled. So so where's the region you guys can take advantage of if somebody's listening? Ontario and all of Atlantic Canada. Mm-hmm. And then as for the amount of wishes we granted, 56 wishes we have granted so far. Last year alone, just to kind of sh- showcase our, our growth, We've increased the amount of wishes we granted last year by 50%. So in this year, we're, we're trying to grant 30 wishes. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're definitely headed in an increasing amount of wishes per year. Well, that's good. Well, hopefully we have a few more from Newfoundland coming in this year. You must have a couple uh, favorites from the from the 50-some that you guys have done yeah. already. You know, it's so hard. I get the opportunity to sit down and chat with them through the whole process to meet with their families. And, and like I said before, every story is so unique and so different. I love, I I love them all for different reasons, but you know, there was one gentleman named Stuart and he was in the early stages of Alzheimer's. And when he listened to Billy Joel, he said it lifted the fog and his family just really wanted to get him to see a Billy Joel concert, to see Billy Joel live. We ended up getting him down to New York. He got to experience this and talking to their family, they said, dad explained how it lifts the fog, but this did so much more for him 
for our family. And when you have those moments of, wow, you can see the impact that it made. When, when you watch his video and he's listening to Billy Joel and the smile on his face, it is so infectious in the most beautiful way. Mm-hmm. And you know that, wow, this moment is a moment that will change him and his family's life forever. You know, you, you see the twinkle in his eye and, and you just see that, wow, I'm here. And it makes everything so clear. And to know that 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 shift, it's just, it's remarkable to see that in someone and, and to know that the impact is so profound. And I briefly mentioned the blueberries in the past. So we had someone who wanted to go and see where they used to pick blueberries. And, and unfortunately, two weeks after that experience, she had passed. But to know that we were able to make that happen for her before that time came, it meant so much to her. But those memories for her family as well is something even they'll cherish. And um, I think it's those moments that really make us realize that we do this for a reason. and it's changing people's lives. And that means so much. So I I don't have a favorite, but um, there are pieces of all of them that are incredibly impactful. And it's like, you know, I wake up every morning and it's like, yeah, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, do you mind if I share one? Yeah, go ahead. I was, yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> okay, cool. One that I like to share only because it just comes full circle of the community support that comes with it is Eric McDonald. He is a gentleman who is visually impaired, so he can barely see, but he has been a huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And his wish was to always go to a live Leafs game to just be amongst the crowd, take in the energy, hear the fans screaming, just being that typical generation who selflessly puts the needs of others, his family, his grandchildren above himself, just never really had the opportunity to go do something like this. And he always said, if he had the chance to go, he'd love to go with his grandson. So we were really fortunate in working with the CNIB program to understand Eric's needs, but also understand that there is a state-of-the-art tech company, has a state-of-the-art glasses that allow people like Eric to see again. So behind the scenes, we were able to build this relationship with this company. We were able to let Eric borrow the glasses. So he thought for the game and Eric had these glasses a couple of weeks before he went to the game and he was able to not only see his grandson for the first time, his grandson, I think is was 19. He hadn't seen him since he was seven. He saw his friends again. Um, that he hadn't seen or wouldn't even recognize on the street. But not only that, he was able to see his wife again for the first time in about 14 years. So this was so profound. And Eric just thought this was a short moment in time. He took the glasses to the game. He watched the game. um, And although in that moment it did so much for him, it built his self-confidence and just reassurance that despite all obstacles and challenges, there is still opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. It, it blew Eric away to know that this company actually didn't let him borrow the glasses for the game, but gifted them to him. Absolutely. And wow. afterwards, and we can build those type of relationships 
you know, I, I know I mentioned we don't grant materialistic items, but sometimes we're in really awesome situations with partnerships that just allow us to collectively work together. And um, yeah, it just, uh, it's just one wish that I think is just really, really let the viewers know what we're all about. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing. And I think that that's the creativity side of things. And often when you're trying to do something good, you've got to be creative in how you're able to do things. We all have limited resources. And and being creative is obviously going to be important, especially when a lot of the things you're going to be granting are a little bit, maybe not just your standard fare, right? Like going to a game is one thing, but somebody who's blind has to negotiate that. Plus being seniors on top of that. How do you guys go about getting the community support to make this all happen? Obviously, you guys are very passionate about you do. You got energy you got the skill set to do it but that still takes a lot of uh moving parts i'm sure yeah you know we have been so fortunate to have a host of business leaders and family foundations community organizations i mean it can when a community comes together they can achieve some pretty wonderful things and we're so grateful for those who believe in what we do to allow us to be able to grant these wishes they come with a financial burden and it's why many of the seniors cannot fulfill these requests on their own. But the partnerships we've built, the founders that have supported us since day one, the organizations and foundations that continually step up and say, I saw what you were doing and I think it's incredible. And that speaks volumes and that allows us to continue doing what we do. And we operated solely in Nova Scotia for many years. And last year, 2023, we opened to the Atlantic provinces and that was really exciting. And then midway through the year, opened to Ontario. And as we continue to grow, we have individuals reach out saying, when are you coming here? You know, when are, when are you going to be in this side of Canada? And, and we're working towards it. And as we continue to connect with these individuals and have people reach out and want to be involved, that allows us to be able to grow and grant even more wishes. You know, Katie mentioned we're, we're on the trajectory to grant 30 this year. It takes a lot of work. It takes yeah. a lot of time and planning and resources. But as we continue to build up this incredible community that we've grown to have, we can do it. And uh, we're, we're small and mighty and we're going to keep we're going to keep going because there are a lot of wishes sitting here right now that we can grant and yeah. and having that support from our community will allow us to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. And maybe Katie, you can expand a little bit on that about how you guys plan on growing, where you guys see it going, how how this thing will evolve because our population is getting older. Financial times are harder. More and more people are sacrificing the things that maybe they've always wanted to do because they have to make ends meet. So I could just see this being a need that's on a much bigger scale. That's a great question. And we've been at this for nine, almost nine years now. And I think the biggest thing that we've learned is in order to get big, you have to grow slowly but surely. You really have to build that foundation. And I think that's why it took us so long to expand outside of Nova Scotia, because, you know, we needed to build a strong foundation in order to support more seniors. And I think that's our approach for just longevity and sustainability in general, we understand the complexity that comes with running a charity and how it's constantly 
trying to find resources and the financial means to keep going. So we definitely have been mindful of that through the last nine years and understand that if we want to keep going, we need to build and strengthen relationships um, and and move at a snail's pace in, in order to effectively be around as long as uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation or the other incredible organizations that we look up to. So I would say anyone listening today, if you align with our organization and the work that we do, our doors are always open to just hear from like-minded individuals who carry our values and our passion for what we do with seniors. And it's actually being able to have these opportunities that have given us the people who are in our corner today. So we don't take this interview lightly. We hope that some amazing relationships come from it. And this is kind of how we've uh, built ourselves and how we we see ourselves continuing. It's it's working yeah. for us. No, that's fantastic. And that's that's what it's all about. It's about getting the word out. Our programming is always trying to feature people that are doing the right things for the right reasons. And this is one of those causes I think is really important. And, and one of those things that we discount, because quite often we're looking at the charities that are geared around a very specific thing. We're trying to find a cure to something. We're trying to do this. But these things are just as important because they are the reason why we have a life worth living, right? So I'm a big, big believer in that. Before we go on, I think that it's really important to understand like what you guys get out of this as well. Like one of the roles I have is I get a chance to go around the world and interview people and connect with them on a deep level. There's lots of young people that are listening to this too that might be in exactly the same situation, having the same conversation with people and 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 debating taking action. What do you guys get out of doing this personally? Because obviously you're passionate about it. Yeah, it's so interesting. I grew up volunteering in nursing homes and care facilities from a very young age. I was I think I was in grade two when I went into my first nursing home and I had such a wonderful experience and I continued it on. And I went to St. Vex and I spent a lot of time in nursing home there. I had a gentleman in my building who I used to visit all the time and he'd tell me stories of his past and he loved to paint and my grandmother was a painter and we bonded over that. And I built these relationships through my entire life. And there was a gentleman who lived to 103 who I knew very well. And he was a big influence for me in saying that you have to wake up every day with a purpose. And throughout my studies, I, I kept that with me. And when I connected with Katie and, and the idea of way came about, I, I had him in the back of my mind saying, you have to live every day with a purpose, whether it's to get up and fix a creak in the door or to take the dog for a walk. You know, you have some, you have to have something to look forward to. Yeah. And as Katie mentioned before, we have these privileges in our life now because of everything they have done to allow us to be in this position today. Yeah. So what I get out of this is that I'm doing something for a generation who allowed me to have the experiences that I have today. I try to wake up every day with a purpose. You know, I have two small children and they keep me busy and I think about them and I think about the life that I want to create for them. And they need to see that I'm doing things that make me happy as well. I want them to say, mom's making an impact. Mom's doing something that is helping others live a life that they may not have been able to do. So it's that trickle down effect that I can understand 
that wanting to take care of the generation below me, but it's also knowing that I'm going to be, I'm going to be a senior one day and I'm going to hope that what what I've done for the generation below me and my children, that they kind of get a little bit more out of it. They get to see this amazing life that we have, but it's because of those who have come before them. So I, I think it's full circle for me, but there's, there's so many reasons, but the, the seniors in my life have impacted me in a way that make me want to wake up every day with a purpose. Huh. Katie. I love that. Over to you. Um, yeah, I would say there are definitely some similarities to Kara's response. I think um, for me, one, yes, to give back to a very selfless generation. I know from my own personal experiences what it means to fulfill something in my life for me. To be able to see a senior accomplish something that they never thought was possible. Like words just can't describe that like aha moment that you see their self-confidence enhance. You see just that belief in themselves again. And for me, that gives me immediate joy. On the other side of things, I think it's really rare and not to toot our own horns, but you know, Karen and I went into this blindly to start a charity. Karen, I think you were 22 and I was 21. And I don't think we fully wrapped our heads around what this would create for us nine years later, right? And it's so interesting having these conversations with people because a lot of people, when they finish university, some people start businesses and down the road, they start their philanthropy journey. But for us, we started it so young that it's created so much joy. I, I think, I, I, I truly believe we found this secret to life yes. a lot earlier in, in our 20s that most people don't realize the best thing that you can do in life is what you do for others. And I think we learned that at a very young age. And selfishly, it is so rewarding to know that you can wake up every day and create life-changing moments for people. But also, they, that generation has lived all life that they're constantly throwing worth the wisdom, worth the wisdom, aspirations, inspirations at us that I just, I feel so lucky and privileged to be in their presence. And I don't take that for granted. And I think if anything, not only has this done so much for us, but I hope that this also inspires people our age to also self-reflect, to also help us change this narrative because to Kara's point, we're going to get there one day. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in a world where people are still cheering me on if I'm running a foot race at yeah. the age of 80 and 90. Like I just, I, yeah, there's just so many parallels between what we do and, and just how to live a good life in general. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's it. It's, a, it's so interesting you say you found a purpose. So when I got back from Okinawa, one of the things they have there is a philosophy called Ikigai. And it says you need to do something that you're good at, something you get paid for, uh, something the world needs, and something you love. 
and the passion. So if you satisfy all four of those criteria, then you've essentially found the meaning of life. And very few people are able to do that, but it's so great to see you guys doing that at such a young age and doing something so important for so many people that have, like I said, gone without so much. Now let's get into the specifics here. So if somebody's listening to this, I'll get one of you to feel one of these questions and then and then the other to feel the other. The first one is if somebody is a senior or a family member of a senior and they are looking to get a wish granted, how do they reach out to you? And then secondly, if there are any of those philanthropic individuals in the community that are looking at partnering on these types of things, how do they get a hold of you? So Katie, maybe you could take the first one about how do you get a wish granted? Yeah. Um, so funny enough, how do you get a wish granted? Well, first of all, it depends on who's listening. If you are a senior who has always had a wish and you might think it's crazy. It might be you want to go in a pickup truck or riding on a Zamboni or just non-even traditional experience-based wishes. You are out crazy. You are dreaming your dream. And if you meet the criteria, like we mentioned earlier in this interview, you can head to our website, www.weareyoung.ca. It's really easy to find our online application. Or if you don't have access to a computer, but you love one that does, they can always assist with this process. Or we do have a phone number online as well. You can just call us and we can work through the application with you just over the phone. And then if you are someone who has a senior in your life and you're thinking, oh, you know, I wonder if mom or dad has a wish. Probably not. I hope this is your inspiration or call to action to ignore that thought and actually start the conversation and just ask mom, dad, like, is there an unfulfilled wish that you have? Because nine times out of 10, you will be surprised with what comes from that conversation, as Kara mentioned before. And for those, I think this is really interesting. Some people just don't know how to connect with seniors. There is this huge generational gap where where people just don't know how to have conversations. I think the most interesting question that you can start a conversation is, what are your unfulfilled dreams? Because I don't care what age you are, that is something that we can all relate to. So I will just leave it with that. I think those are some some solid advice and, and also direction on on how to get in touch with us. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, and maybe Carrie, you could talk if, just a reminder of people listening in the community, it sounds like there's lots of ways that people can contribute. That could be monetarily, it could be through access to different things that they have at their disposal. Maybe you could tell us how partners can get a hold of you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned before, we have a lot of incredible people and, and who have reached out just organically. They think what we do is pretty neat. And we've had family foundations pick up the phone and call us, send us an email, say, hey, I heard about you on here and I'd love to hear more and get involved. Katie and I love to have these conversations. We love to hear from like-minded individuals, people who believe in what we do, those who want to change the narrative around aging. They can reach out to us anytime, whether it's by phone or through email, um, Kara at weareyoung.ca or Katie at weareyoung.ca. We love to have the conversation. And oftentimes it go it goes in a direction we never thought possible. We've gathered some um, amazing partners this way. We've had family foundations reach out and, and want to get involved. And I think what's really important to note is that Katie and I are transparent. We want to provide the best services that we can for the seniors whose wishes we grant. And we want to share this with 
everyone. We want to share this with our community. We want our community to want to be involved. So whatever capacity that is, whether it's a, a service, we've had individuals who have a plane and say, hey, my plane's up for grabs if anyone ever, ever wants to go up in a plane. You know, it's just sending us a message, reaching out and saying, hey, maybe we can work together. And we love to keep that conversation open. Well, that's fantastic, guys. Well, listen, we're starting to wind down here. So much great information today. I love hearing the personal stories from your perspective and starting this organization, but also the stories of the seniors. Uh, anything you guys want to leave our audience with as we wind up? I I think Karen, I always just like to end with, hopefully this conversation isn't forgotten. It's really quickly for people to get back into their day-to-day -day lives. So if anything, we hope that this serves as a reminder that seniors are important. And if you feel like you haven't touched base with one in a while, then it's great to donate to our cause. It's great to follow us and support us, but it goes back to our broader narrative. Our community is someone who we're relying heavily on to start changing and shifting societal perception. And it starts with the people who are listening. So please don't just turn this podcast off and start your day. Um, hopefully you leave a little inspiration and encouragement to connect with the senior in whatever capacity that looks like. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, we look forward to hearing about bigger, better, and more, and all sorts of great stuff as you go forward. So don't be a stranger. and We'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us, Mike. I want to thank Katie and Kara for joining us today. It's been a really enlightening conversation, and I loved hearing about all of their efforts. We've gained valuable insights into the transformative power of fulfilling seniors' dreams, especially the importance of recognizing and celebrating the contributions of our oldest generations. The stories and the work of We Are Young reminds us of the impact that achieving dreams can have not only on the seniors themselves, but also on their families and the community at large. For those interested in learning more about the incredible work that Katie and Kara are doing, or you wish to support their mission, you can reach out to them at We Are Young's website, which is www.weareyoung.ca. They offer a range of opportunities for involvement, from nominating a senior for a wish to volunteering or donating. It's a chance to make a tangible difference in the lives of seniors who have given so much of their lives to others. Remember, it's never too late to make dreams come true. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Wall Show on your VOCM. <laughs>